Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome to Boot to the Face, episode 71. I am one half of your co-host, Chris Rucker, along with Marty Vasquez. And you can follow us on Twitter at Boot to the Face and Instagram at Boot to the Face underscore. And you can find us on all your podcasting apps and computer shit and the whole nine. Spreaker, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And the best one of all is Full Press Coverage. You can find us on their feed at fullpresscoverage.com. Marty, how the hell are you? I am doing very well. It's uh, been a nice week. Had the last few days off, so I've been able to relax and recoup. And uh, with the exception of kind of feeling a little bit under the weather, uh, not too bad. Had a, went out, did some, uh, went to a PBR event the other night. So Ariat and Corduroys were out and about. That's for you, Barry. Um, had some poker last night for the first time with some old friends. Uh, like the old poker crew from high school got together last night playing some poker. Uh, other than that, no, it's been a pretty good week. How about yourself? Man, it's been it's been good. Working like crazy. I changed routes at work, so I'm trying to learn that. And there's nobody to train me on it because the guy that was doing it got fired like out of nowhere. And I was like, well, shit, that route makes more money. I want it. And then I get over there, and they're like, "We don't know how to, <laughs> we don't, we don't really know how to train you. So, you pretty much just baptized by fire." So it's been a long week uh, at work, and then getting home late as hell. It snowed yesterday here in Atlanta, so it's been very eventful. But the hell with all that. Let's get to some wrestling. By the way, I just got to throw it out there. I'm jealous as all hell right now that you got some fucking snow, and it's already getting hot again out here, and it's bullshit. Well, the snow's melting here. I mean, Georgia, we've had, it was 74 last Monday, 74 degrees. I almost wore shorts to work. Then we had like a monsoon midweek where like we had all these flood warnings and shit like that. Then we had a tornado warning in a lot of places on a Wednesday, and then Saturday, it fucking snows three inches. So you got all the seasons in one week of Georgia. And that's how Georgia weather is. Mother Nature's schizophrenic as a motherfucker out here. Yeah, that's how that shit goes. Either way, hate y'all for getting the snow. And we're 80 degrees out here. So we didn't record last week because uh, we did Boots of Debate, which is doing very well in the... Everybody likes talking ratings. They're doing very well in the ratings department. Um, I feel like... I was recording podcasts like every day almost for a week, and then we took a week and a couple days off. And I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. We missed a lot of wrestling. That we did. And not only that, there's wrestling that happened this weekend that I still haven't even watched yet. Um, and that I'm actually kind of excited for that. I was trying to watch it earlier this morning, but I was having some connection issues with New Japan. New Japan? Yeah. yeah. Um, there were some 
some some pretty big matches. Moxley fought tonight or this morning, and uh, Takashi fought. Uh, but it's it's there was looks like some good stuff was going on. So I, I gonna try to lo- load that up later today and watch that a little bit. Well, before I shit on New Japan, I want to say what's up to our boy Robert Cousins. He loves New Japan. I saw him tweeting about it this morning. But let me tell you about New Japan because we haven't talked about this since we've recorded last. New Japan came to Atlanta. New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm hyped. I'm like, yes, they're going to bring everybody. They're going to bring Ibushi and Okada and Moxley, the whole nine. Man, they had G.O.D. They had Tanahashi. And they had a bunch of motherfuckers that looked like waiters somewhere in Atlanta. Like people I would have never known who they were. And then they had the goddamn Rock and Roll Express. And uh, what's my man's name from ROH? So I don't like CM Punk's buddy. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Cabana. Colt yeah. Cabana. He was there. It was like a ROH fucking uh, NWA taping with a couple New Japan people in there. G.O.D. did win the titles. That was cool. The venue was dope at Coca-Cola Roxy um, up there inside the big like mall that the Brave Stadium has now. So, I mean, the venue was dope. If they ever have a WrestleMania here, I hope they use that venue for like the other shit. As a matter of fact, Impact's going to be there in a couple weeks. Uh, I may go to that. I may not. I don't know. But, yeah, New Japan, thanks for coming all the way to Atlanta and only sending like 8% of your top talent. We really fucking appreciate that. And for all you assholes out there fucking with me on Twitter talking about, oh, the show was great. You're a goddamn lie. That show was trash. Anyway, what a way to start. What a, what a welcome back for Boots in the Face. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for you because I know how excited you were. You were talking, like, so excited to go to this fucking show. And then you, you're sending me videos, G.O.D., and all of a sudden it just goes quiet. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Does this shit go crazy? You get you lose like get drunk or his phone die, and then you the next morning I'm like oh, all right, that 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 sucks because I've been to a few New Japan shows when they've come out to the states and I've been to some fantastic shows, uh, to the point where like one of my favorite matches happened at a a New Japan show with you know Marty Scroll and Will Ospreay, but and when they came out here to Long Beach like. They literally it had the entire roster. Yeah. Like you can literally pull off Wrestle Kingdom, and they were basically fucking out here at the pyramid. It was ridiculous. And, and then and you then, go post that, and I'm like, oh shit! Like Ring of Honor has better talent than what they sent out to, to Atlanta. And then what pisses me off is the assholes online that are like, well, you know, they're running a show in Japan. Okay, but why do that? Why send them all the way to Atlanta? You never come to Atlanta and you're going to run a show in Osaka and put all the big stars with the titles over there. Again, G.O.D. was there. They won the tag titles. That was cool to see. Um, they Basically, had other- what they said was, hey, G.O.D., since you guys are taking some time off and you guys are home, how about we just send Finjuice out there and you guys can fight at home? Yeah. That's basically what it was. There was a really good match between uh, Jeff Cobb and Archer. They beat the dog shit at each other. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. The wrestling was good. Like, but then you just look back at it and you're like, fucking nobody was there. Yeah. So, anyway, like, I could have went to a fucking local indie show and saw that shit if I wanted to watch a bunch of people. I don't know who the fuck they are. Watch. Anyway. I mean, but isn't it like the Rock and Roll Express, like the sweethearts of the South? I'm so sick whatever. of these cocksuckers. I can't get away from them. Everywhere I go, they're there. I looked at my buddy Joey when their music hit. 
And I just shook my head, and he started laughing because he already knows. Like, I can't stand the Rock and Roll Express. Well, I mean, you know, Ricky's getting te- or t- championship title opportunities, and I mean, they're basically like in their motherfucking prime right now. That fucking geriatric ass Canadian destroyer he does, where the fucking guy that's doing it has to do all the work for him, and his old ass just rolls over. Yeah, I'm shitting on a Rock and Roll Express. Not in their prime. I'm talking about 2020. So if y'all don't like that, I don't know what to tell you. This show has started out fantastic. If we have new listeners, I'm not really this negative. I promise. This show just pissed me off. Stop laughing, Marty. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Fucking gold. I'm getting a a rocker rant to start the fucking episode. And it doesn't get better than that. I don't know. I wasn't even planning on that. We just, I don't know. We just morphed into talking about that and it pissed me off all over again. I gotta take this goddamn jacket off now. I'm hot. <laughs> um, I'm blaming it on social media because that's why I saw New Japan. That's why I popped up. Um, but you know what? Speaking of social media, I saw another promo this morning from the Briscoes. These motherfuckers, I fucking love them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're country ass. I've, they're hilarious. Um, they're gonna be a show in Vegas coming up and. Uh, they're talking, you know, 20 years going back to the, the beginning. And uh, Jay was in like the first, you know, ROH match. And the apparent, and they started talking about the old matches and having, you know, bring back the old versus the new. And it comes out, they start going off on each other. Now we're going to get Mark versus Jay, Briscoe versus Briscoe mm. at the Ring of Honor match. And I'm like, if we can just get promos of the two of them talking shit to each other, like. In front of chicken coop. Motherfucker, I want a chicken. No, bitch, you can get a duck. No, I want the motherfucking goat right now. You know, you better back up or I'm going to take that muffler off your truck. You know, the shit they're going to be saying is going to be fucking ridiculous. Winner gets to make the possum pie that day. I don't fucking know. You know, that, but the fucking two of them talking back and forth, their country asses are fucking hilarious. Um, let's give a quick rundown of what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to cover Raw. NXT, AEW, and SmackDown. We got some news. Then we got a new segment at the end of the show. We got three voicemails on the Boot to the Face voicemail line. Um, We're really excited about this because one of my favorite things when we were on Blog Talk was to interact with people, have people call in and kind of respond to them. So if you don't know, I'll give you the number now. You can call, leave a voicemail, try to keep it around a minute. We will play it on the show and we will react to it. Question, concern, you want to talk shit about us, you want to tell us how much you love us, you want to talk about wrestling, how much of whatever. Whatever it is, it's got anything to do with this podcast or wrestling, you can call 470-588-5654. It's 470-588-5654. We got a couple that we'll play at the end of the show, but right now we're going to go around the world of professional wrestling and talk Monday Night Raw. And we'll kind of be tying in the last two because we weren't here last week. So, Marty, how are you feeling about Randy Orton beating the ever-living shit out of Edge and them two possibly locking up at the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania? I fucking love it. This feud, it has value to me. Um one, there's a lot of other stuff we watch, and it's like, yeah, we're getting to it. But this one, I'm emotionally tied into. Um, was a, watched Edge growing up. Randy Orton's one of my favorite wrestlers. The emotional tie-in here because it's two guys basically from when I was a kid wrestling, even though you know I really wasn't that much of a kid. Um, but it's two guys that have been around 
who aren't the old timers, but they're on their way there. But they still can go. And the fact that Edge is back and can show he can go, um, that's fantastic. But the the emotional tie that the two of them have with each other, it's going to be a great story. I personally believe that this – I don't know if it's going to be the best match. I think it could be a top contender. But I think the story going into Mania, this might end up being the best story going into Mania. And that's saying right now because we haven't really got too much going on with anything else yet. The only other story we really have um, is, is going to be – with Charlotte and possibly Rhea, kind of where she's going with that. Um, Drew McIntyre and Brock, kind of, but we still, you know, there's stuff in between there. But Randy and Edge, we know where that's headed. We know where that's going. The story writes itself, and I think the the value behind that is what's going to build that up and make it something worth watching. And I'm I am tied into it. Um, my uh, so I was watching the other day, and my girlfriend was watching it with me. And she doesn't really watch wrestling. And she was sitting there watching. She was like, what, like asking questions about it. I'm like, yeah, this is what's going on. This is how, this is why this is such a big deal. And she's like, I can see that. And it's like, damn, okay, that works. Uh, but no, it's, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I am happy this is happening, and I can't wait to see it happen live. There's two correlations possibly at this WrestleMania that may or may not happen that tie into the last WrestleMania I went to, which was WrestleMania 27 in Atlanta. The first one we'll talk about now, because we're talking about this, that was Edge's retirement match, and nobody knew, and I was in the building for it. And now you're talking about him nine years later. His next uh, singles match will probably be at WrestleMania that we have tickets for. The funny thing about all this is I don't like Edge. I've never liked Edge. Like I've always not seen what everybody else sees in it. It's one of those things where I know the guy's good. He can wrestle and all that. It just doesn't correlate to me. And so to me, it's kind of like we talked a couple months ago. I don't like CM Punk, but I know if CM Punk would have came back in that rumble, how huge that would have been for wrestling. So I can respect the fact that Edge came back and how much everybody loves it. And I I love seeing all the videos and shit like that. But for me, it just it didn't matter to me. But again, happy for everybody that's big Edge fans. Um, The guy got his career cut short, you know, because of injury. So it's cool that. With modern medicine, he was able to get surgeries and be able to come back. The motherfucker looks fantastic, like way better shape than he was when he was actually wrestling. Um, So, you know, good for him. Uh, Another return that happened this past week after the Liv Morgan. By the way, Liv Morgan. Can, like, is she the one right now? Like, in the, just, just. Just put your daydreaming hat on for for 10 seconds and name somebody higher than Liv Morgan right now in that department. And you know what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, Mandy's still always number one. But but here's the thing. Like, I I love that people are are noticing her because I've always been a fan of Liv. She's always been the one of the three that I've always – and I've talked about before on here. And I love Liv. And she's, she's been back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm down. Anyhow, uh, a a little segment, a little segment there brought to you by probably some dick pills that we're going to be pushing pretty soon. So that would have (laughs) been that would have been a great time to talk about that. Uh, But you wouldn't need those if you were with Liv Morgan. So (laughs) anyhow, (laughs) Liv Morgan beats Lana (laughs) in a fantastic grappling endeavor between two superstars, and out comes Ruby Riot. 
And I don't know. It just it gave it away what was going to happen like before it happened. And before you react to her coming out, let me throw this question at you. She debuted. She made her return a week after the Royal Rumble. Are you telling me they couldn't have put her in the Royal Rumble and left Santino Morella out of it and had her turn on Liv in the Royal Rumble, like in front of millions of people instead of waiting a week? Like she wasn't cleared a week before that. So to go with that, absolutely should have been in the Royal Rumble instead of having Santino Morella in there. That fucked up one number one. But you can't have her turn on live then because yeah, you had I see that. because the only thing we talked about last week the only thing that the reason why we didn't have Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox face off was because we had the story between Lana and Liv already if you put insert um, Ruby into that situation at that exact moment it basically makes it too congested and might overplay and cover up one of them yeah it's the same thing kind of happening but we went in with that one story between them and then kind of just combobulates it all with that one. So I think having them, she should have absolutely returned then. Would have given a week to like, oh, she's there. She's going to support our live. And then she could have turned on her this week because like you mentioned, her coming out totally set up the fact that she was going to turn on her. And not only that, this is what, this is why it stood out to me. It really irritated me the way they did it right then. Because right before that was the promo regarding Randy and Edge. So we're going to go from one friend turning on it, and we're going to go right into another segment of a friend turning on her. It was like, you guys couldn't separate that? You couldn't put a distance in between the two? Because you show that, and then you have her return? It basically fucking foreshadowed that she was going to turn on her. You expected it. As soon as her music hit, I knew exactly what was going to happen. And I was just waiting for the moment to happen in the ring because I already knew that was going to happen. So basically what you're saying is, what do they call the uh, the people that make the storylines in WWE? Do we? Oh, I mean, you mean writers? No, there's another word for them. Uh, Jericho talked about it in like a promo once. Creative. So the key word, creative. You're telling me that creative isn't fucking creative. And they can't put two storylines in like the Royal Rumble and make it make sense. All it takes is a motherfucker to sit down for 30 minutes and make this shit make sense. And sometimes they just do not do it. Sometimes they do. The Randy Orton shit, fantastic. Him and Edge, love it. But sometimes the stuff doesn't work out. But we'll we'll get away from that and we're going to get to your favorite yeah, wrestler just, just in the on. world. Before we go, speaking of creative, at the Mick Foley show a couple weeks ago, um, Got some clarification. Dewey isn't fucking up at Raw and SmackDown because Dewey's actually one of the main writers for NXT. Oh, wow. So Mick Foley some getting shit done over with the black and yellow. You owe that man an apology. I, I, that not, I looked over. I'm like, fuck. I'm just going to sit right here and sit myself. <laughs> Did somebody ask that question or something? Or he just no, he, just tried, he was uh, just talking about other stuff going on. And I think he was talking about his last, like, come into the into when like after 24 7 and all that stuff yeah. um and when he was in the ring and he was talking about and i think somebody asked about creative and like writing um oh no you know what some they were asking because he was talking it's obviously the 20 year tour or whatever it's called so people were, were asking about like you know we've you've all seen the videos from when he had those matches and little dewey and little um Noel, Noel are like sitting there crying and everything. He started talking about that, and they started talking about how they had gone into their 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 careers like that. How Dewey's the head writer uh, of NXT, so that's he brought it up when someone asked a question about something else. Yeah, 
And if you want to hear more about the Mick Foley tour, you can listen to our interview with Alicia Atout, who hosted one of the Mick Foley tours. Two of them. I'm sorry. You're right. That is episode 68 on Boots to the Face. If you haven't heard it, go check it, it out. It was episode 69? The British Amazon. The fucking, the most downloaded show that we have on Boots to the Face. Can we just our... get, y'all need to tell your friends to download. I want that episode hit 10K. Can I, yeah. can I just say that? I want the episode hit 10K. We're almost there. Come on, guys. Download it again. Send it to your friends. Have your friends download it. Do us a solid 10K for, for Heidi Katrina. Let's make it happen. If it happens, we'll send her a t-shirt. Damn right. Uh, let's get to your favorite wrestler in the world, Brock Lesnar. Fuck yes. Let's do it. Marty, no, I'm, I'm about to call you and a bunch of other motherfuckers out. Brock Lesnar has not taken one Monday night off all of 2020. I know this. He's been on Monday Night Raw every week. I know this. I'm just saying. So you and Barry, y'all can both go fucking shut up somewhere and quit besmirching the good name of Brock Lesnar because he's the best wrestler going in the world right now. Hold on, John Cena. He ain't the best wrestler going on, but he's one of the best things going on. Absolutely. And this week, we talked about last week on Boots Debate. We had a round-robin debate on heels, what makes a heel, who's the best heel in the game. And I, I believe you – no, you didn't say that. You didn't say Brock, did you? I don't think you did. I did. But I said Brock. When it comes down to it, Brock Lesnar's the best fucking heel in the game. Yep. Like, I hate the guy. I, le- I legitimately do, and it's been known. I make that shit fucking public. But he has been showing up. He's not having matches. That's, that's different. You know, just because he's there, it's different than having matches. That's one thing. But he is there. He's present. He's been there more in the last month and a half than he was there the last six months prior. So I will give him that. Um, but, dude, he, when it comes down to heel, he is the number one heel. He does what he wants, when he wants, doesn't give a fuck about what anyone has to say or do. He he, had, he basically has held the title hostage for fucking four years now, which, one, that's one reason why I hate the guy. But, two, he just comes out when the right moment happens. Like, Ricochet, poor little old Ricochet, man. He's going to get destroyed in Saudi Arabia. He fucking came out and just (laughs) ricochet gets the win. Hands all happy. Everyone's happy. And then, boom. Did his music even fucking hit? No, he just ran out and just ran. He ran out there. He did Brock Lesnar nonchalantly jogged. He fucking booked it. Picked him up. He picked him up and threw his ass around before he can even say, Casey, I love you. Like, that shit happened so fucking fast. I think he's still seen stars. And. When it's going the one and only, he ain't thinking about Ricochet. He's the one and only, and he's got thinking over about Brock Lesnar right now because his head is so far up his ass and up Brock Lesnar's ass that it's fucking ridiculous. And at that moment, I'm like, fuck. Brock is a fucking holy shit. I hate the guy, but you can't deny. I'm wearing a Brock Lesnar shirt to wrestle. Oh, I fucking hate you. I hate you. <laughs> what we're talking about, by we're, the way, Ricochet we are becomes... we are splitting seats. Like I want you on the opposite <laughs> line of our row. Ricochet is the number one contender to the WWE Championship. He will be facing Brock Lesnar at Super Showdown. Um, I don't have. I believe it's February twenty seventh, a correct. Thursday. Um, he will be facing Brock for the title. There'll be another title match that we'll get into later. Uh, let's end it with Raw by tying in Raw and NXT. Your 2020 Women's Royal Rumble champion, Charlotte Flair, 
two weeks in a row now has not made a decision on who she's going to face. And this time she was interrupted by NXT champion, not women's champion, champion Rhea Ripley. Um, Charlotte walks away and then she shows up on NXT where I think the star of that segment was Bianca Belair. I have been calling for Belair to beat Ripley and face Charlotte one-on-one or some kind of way get shoehorned into this match the way Charlotte did last year and make this a triple threat. But one way or the other, I want Rhea Ripley in this match at WrestleMania showing off how great she is. Um, Marty, everything I just mentioned, what do you think about Charlotte going down to NXT challenging it? By the way, uh, I believe that was predicted by a certain co-host on Boot to Debate. I think it's fantastic. But what I love most about it is that when it gets to WrestleMania and Charlotte is going up against, I personally think it's Rhea Ripley. I I would love to see Bianca Belair in that main event with uh, Charlotte. Um, but I think it's going to be Rhea Ripley. That's just the biggest. That's the we talk about WrestleMania matches and Belair and Charlotte is a great match for those who are wrestling enthusiasts. But when it comes down to Mania matches. Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair have a bigger name to it that's going to sell more. And that's what it comes down to, unfortunately, with WrestleMania. Um, However, what's going to be awesome about this, because the fact that she's just kind of nonchalantly coming out there and doing her thing and basically telling them, I am above you and above this brand, which is kind of frustrating considering they keep wanting to make this a third brand and count it as a third brand, but they do everything fucking possible to devalue this brand when it's up against a Raw or SmackDown. And it's kind of irritating to me. So now I'm at the point where I'm like, fuck Raw and SmackDown, bring NXT up, make them the fucking legitimate name they should be, because it's bullshit they keep bringing them up and dropping them down. But I digress. Well, well, technically, technically they don't because the only time they've squared off NXT beat the shit out of Raw and SmackDown at Survivor Series. No, but when they talk about it and when they go the the stuff in the back, you know, NXT can't do this, can't come here, can't do that. Uh, Though I'm I'm the you know I've been Raw and SmackDown champion, I'm better than you. You know, they just they kind of play it off. It's it's not it's being said without being said that. That NXT is a step below them, and that's kind of ridiculous. Um, but what I think is gonna be awesome, and I think this is what's gonna happen, is as much as they want to give Charlotte Flair everything that they want to give her, I personally think if it ends up being Rhea versus Charlotte, I think Rhea gets the winner at Mania. Oh yeah, I don't think Charlotte's winning, and no matter I who think, she fights. I think, I think that's NXT, fantastic. I think uh, it's gonna be a triple threat. I think. One of the two women from NXT is going to win, and I think they're going to pin each other. And sh- that way, they're going to do all that. It'll be like last year. They're going to do all they can to protect Charlotte. They'll kind of eliminate her out of the match, and one of them will pin the other one. Charlotte won't win. And so I got a, I got a question. We talked about how they are making basically it's NXT. It's it, it, it's the third brand, right? It's equivalent now to the same stage as SmackDown and Raw. It's on TV for the same amount of time on on national TV, just like SmackDown is. How much further along do we go before they start counting the NXT championship reigns as part of the main championship reigns? And Charlotte becomes an 11-time champion now. Does that happen? Does that happen? <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, quit doing I mean, my ideas. I'm, I'm deleting that. I am not. Talking, and this goes for everybody. You know, Finn Balor with the NXT, you know, the, the NXT championship. I mean, after him, the only other person to hold a title longer than him basically is, is CM Punk. 
uh, and the New Day. But, you know, it's do they start because this is a third brand? This is something I thought about this morning. You know, do they start counting those titles eventually into their title reigns? They technically already have. They, they haven't put them in the title reigns, but they call Bailey the first ever women's Grand Slam champion. NXT, Raw, SmackDown, and tag team titles. Right. So with that, so then is NXT is the NXT Women's Championship? Is that like the the second it's a tier? Different. Is yeah, that like the, the ICUS title? Yeah. I kind of hold then. Kinda, but not really. I mean, yeah. I I, I don't fucking know, Mark. Don't ask me stuff like that. I don't know how they're doing this. How many? How many, we got? What three? We got three fucking Grand Slam Women's Grand Slam winners now. Is it? Well, Charlotte, she's a Grand Slam. No, she's not. She never won the tag titles. Yet? Oh, she hasn't. Never mind. My mistake. Yes. And Sasha never held NXT title, did she? Yeah, she did. She held the NXT title. She never held the SmackDown title. Okay. Um, Let's go ahead and predict TakeOver Portland. Uh, There's five matches that I have. Am I getting that right? No, uh, there's six. Okay. That's uh, you're you're the match guy. You go ahead and tell us which match, and we'll predict it. We'll try to we'll try to get through these quickly because we still got to talk AEW and 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 SmackDown. Sir, so we'll go make it real quick. A non-title match: Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox in the uh the rival match, essentially of the night. Give me Tegan Knox. I mean, give give me Tegan Knox. I feel you there, and I agree with you there. But I think this is a long <laughs> for the win. By the way, for the win, I just want to make that clear. <laughs> I think this is a long story that we're gonna get from here, and I think you have. I think they're gonna start off with Dakota Kai getting the win up, and this is gonna be one of those where Tegan Knox finally gets her win eventually on this one. She's she's fucking Johnny Gargano in this situation. Um, so I got Knox. You got you got. Uh, I got Dakota Kai. You got Tegan Knox. Um, NXT North American Championship: Keith Lee versus uh, Dominic. I'm not even gonna try to fucking butcher his name again. Keith Lee Steve still wins this. Yeah, I got Keith Lee in that one also. Uh, we got the Tag Team Championships NXT. We have the UE with Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley fighting and defending their titles against the winners of the Dusty Rhodes Classic, who they came out and said have been a disgrace to the tournament with Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, the Broserweights. Does NXT, do the UE win and retain, or do they lose? I think UE's losing all of their titles. They've already lost the North American Championship. I think after this pay-per-view, they won't have any, and they will go eventually to Monday Night Raw and feud with Rollins and his crew. But I'm picking uh, Riddle and Pete Dunne. I agree with you on on to an extent. I think they are going to this is they are going to be losing their titles. They did lose the NXT North American Championship. We'll get to the NXT later, um, but I think that they do, and I think that the three or the four of them end up showing up the Monday night after Raw. Uh, but I have UE winning their titles because I think that they're going to hold on their titles a little bit longer, but eventually lose those titles. Um, <clears throat> and then we got a singles match: the Prince versus Johnny Wrestling. Finally gained this matchup after it was supposed to happen the last takeover until Johnny Gargano got hurt again. Um, I doesn't do it. It's, it's Balor for me all the way through. Yeah, I got Finn Balor also. They cut a really good uh, sit-down promo this week, which made me want to watch the match. I just can't get into Johnny Gargano, though. His voice irritates the shit out of me. But I'll pick Finn Balor to win that one. And then we got the women's 
NXT Championship as it's still titled, even though they're going away from it. It's still titled that. Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. I got Rhea Whip winning this and retaining. I have a no contest. Some kind of way Charlotte gets involved, and that's how the triple threat at WrestleMania will come to. Charlotte will stop Bianca from beating Rhea Ripley, and eventually they'll all fight at WrestleMania. How much does that suck for Charlotte, the fact that she's going to have two WrestleManias back in her row where she's in a tag or a triple threat match for a title that she's going to lose? Oh, poor Charlotte. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I'm going to get a shirt that says anyone but Charlotte because that'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> can I just get can, – can, did they ever make a T-shirt from Bray Wyatt that said anybody but, but Roman? No, but if they, they did, uh, then I would fucking just cross out Roman, put Charlotte on there. Cena actually had a shirt that said, uh, "Oh man, what was it? It was like anybody but Cena or Cena sucks, something like that." Cena had a heel Cena shirt that the crowd was eating up for a while. Hey man, I'll uh, if you pay her, Leanne can make you that shirt, whatever color you want. She can make Dude. you a uh, anybody think- Charlotte shirt to wear to WrestleMania. I think that I might have to do that because I think I just found me a t-shirt for WrestleMania with t-shirt week. And I'm completely serious because, you know, she's, she's made me like. Yeah, I know what your construction show. Yeah, so. I think I'm definitely going to have to design that for her and have her make that shirt for me because that'd be fantastic. <laughs> um, final match of the takeover. We have Adam Cole versus Tomasco Ciampa. I like Holy- you said Tomasco Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa, I don't like like tomato soup. <laughs> um, does does Goldie go home or does Cole keep and retain his title? I feel like uh, Ciampa's gonna win. Like I said, I think Undisputed Era is gonna lose all their titles this night, and there'll be a little bit of dissension, and people think they're gonna break up, and then they're gonna show up on Monday Night Raw eventually. Yeah, so I think Adam Cole loses his title. And I was talking about earlier about you, uh, Undisputed Era losing their titles. Um, I think he's the first one. The next one will lose it, and then they lose a tag team. Um, I think that's the way you got to go, especially when it's against Ciampa. Um, but yeah, so that that is TakeOver Portland. Is Velveteen and uh, Roddy not wrestling? As of right now, they're not. And with six matches on the card... Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. Maybe they may get thrown in there and then Knox and Kai become the uh, – or actually, it could end up being where they get a pre-show match and leave Knox well, and Kai on the main main show. Another but TakeOver bit, doesn't really do too many pre-show matches. Right. And another bit of news for everybody, if you tune in Saturday night, it's not going to be on Saturday. It's on Sunday, uh, the 16th. So for the first time, TakeOver is going to be on a Sunday. And uh, – yeah, so February 16th, NXT TakeOver. Uh, let's get through AEW really quick. Uh, I feel like Jericho and Cody are the only two storylines that are getting like any kind of attention as far as creative goes. Jericho and Moxley are really good. Cody and MJF story is really good. Well, I take that back. There's three of them. And then Hangman. Well, there's kind of four. The Hangman, but then you also got Kenny and Pac. Like that story's been going on for so long. That's still there. Um, let's we 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 didn't record last week, so we didn't get to talk about the new tag team champions that they have. I call them the Omega Cowboys. 
Um, Mega Cowboys. I just made that up. I just made that up. (laughs) But they beat SCU a couple weeks ago, and they – did the Young Bucks win the number one contenders match? Is that who they're going to fight eventually? Well, that's where it's going. Clearly, it's leading that way because the Young Bucks are constantly bitching at uh, Hangman about his drinking and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, because right so. now, because next week, they're uh, defending the titles against SCU. So as of right that's now, right. SCU is the number one contenders. But yes, after this week, they, and they kind of – the first of the dissension was between him and Kenny. Now it's between him and the Bucks. Um, yeah, it's – how, <laughs> how much of an asshole was Hangman when they went backstage and he gave the Bucks the title plates that are supposed to go on the tag titles? He's like, yeah, they made this for everybody. Here you guys go. Maybe you'll get to use them one day. <laughs> uh, I, was about to, I was about to tweet something out because I watched it yesterday. I know it's a couple days late, but I, unfortunately, I don't really get to watch them live. Um, I was like, fucking Nick Jackson – like did the num- did the number one fucking party foul? You never grab a beer, a, cu- a cup of beer, or a bottle of beer, or a can of beer, whatever it might be, out of somebody's hand. You some bitch. How it's your you boy? Fu- you done fucked up. That's and what then, y'all doing so okay. and, and then fucking hangman did what I used to do in fucking my club days and pulled out the fucking pitcher and drank it right <laughs> out the pitcher. I'm like this motherfucker. That's what I'm talking about. Because no joke, when we were younger and we were like. Like, 08 was our party year. That, that was the year we, like, all turned 21 and hanging out and partying. And we used to, like, host a club night and everything like that. We had a friend DJ there that night. But, like, that bar, we got really close to that bar. And they would fucking just sell us pitchers. And we'd be on the fucking dance floor with pitchers. Just pitchers of beer. No no fucking cups. Just pitchers. Yes, we're in the country. We're, just, we're in the desert. Call Redneck, whatever you want. I don't care. But when Hangman, when Nick pulled out that cup and walked away, and, and Hangman's like, what the fuck did he just say? Shit. Had to look like maybe he's right. And then it was all of a sudden, no, never mind. Here's my picture. <laughs> like, that's fucking gold, right? I love it. Uh, Jericho and Moxley. Jericho stabbed, not Jericho, I'm sorry. Uh, Moxley Moxley's stabbed one of the LAX guys in the face with a key. Not, or, not Ortiz, uh, Santana. Santana in the eye. And. Jericho, as much as I hate on how everybody's always on his nutsack, he is so good at little stuff like him looking and being like, what kind of person would stab somebody in the eye with a foreign object? Like the week after he did the shit to to Moxley is perfect Jericho. Like the whole uh, the whole thing is I love that storyline. Clearly, I think Moxley's going to end up winning that title at Revolution. But as of right now, the storyline's really good. Uh, Moxley is, you know. Every time I look at him, I just want the shield to come back. But I'm also enjoying what he's doing now. So it's like a, a catch-22. I fucking love it. I love Moxley. And I've always was a fan of Dean, of Dean Ambrose. Uh, this storyline with him is fantastic. The whole eye-front-eye next match is intriguing, interesting what they're going to do there. But I want him to literally just beat the shit out of Sammy Guevara. But what, what's your thing with Sammy Guevara? He just the look on his he does he just has a punk ass bitch look to him. Okay, let's, let's bring let's bring race into this for a second, Marty. You know how I like refuse to pick anybody against the New Day or like if Kofi's wrestling or Big E or I, I just named everybody in New Day besides Xavier or any <laughs> other black wrestlers. Like I always pick them. Why you got such a crawl up your ass with Sammy Guevara? Y'all are both Hispanic. He's a little punk ass bitch. Everything he does, every the way he talks, 
the way he looks, his little smirk on his face, uh, his little when he holds up his cars, and the way he like, does the He's pointing trying to hook on up his cars. With, uh, Vanessa Hudgens or whatever her name is. Back up, back up off it. See, off it. y'all even got women in common. I, I hope that Darby Allen beats the fuck out of him with a with a skateboard. You're gonna pick Darby Allen, a guy that wears tights underneath booty shorts and rides a skateboard over Sammy Guevara. Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna post this real quick on Twitter, searching for a new co-host. Uh- <laughs> wow. that's, that's fucked up right there. I'm about oh. to coming next week. Boot to the face. That's boot T O the face. <laughs> With we're the two at the, the end. Yeah, we're going to change two. just boot to the face, too. Yeah, we got to change just enough to not get sued for gimmick infringement. Hey, <laughs> you can copy my homework, but just change it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, Cody and MJF, how'd you like this? It's, it's, this is, before you answer, can I say this? Yes. This is the problem with only having four pay per views and not being extremely creative is some stuff just feels like it's dragging out and this feels like it's dragging out they still have to do a cage match with wardlow which i'll be there for because it's in atlanta um the week after this we will be at the phillips arena to watch and they just announced that if you donate like 50 dollars to american red cross heart foundation you'll get two tickets to the show so you can still get your tickets and you can donate to a good cause which I think that's they they do stuff like that that I really enjoy. Um, well, yeah, well, look who's behind it because you got Cody and Cody has things going on with like Australia and stuff like that too. So they're yeah. always looking for that, and that's what's awesome about them. But uh, nonetheless, I think this storyline is just dragging out. Like MJF turned on Cody like, so long ago. This segment was dragging on longer than this feud dragging on. Like that that segment was twenty five minutes long. Like, what yep. the fuck? Like, it was ridiculous. Um, but go ahead. Continue. I apologize for, ju- for jumping in. Is the, well, I, I was kind of dumb. Is the Nightmare Collective over now? I, I heard on Dark they turned on Awesome Kong, and then Brandy came out at the end not dressed up like she was crazy. She came out as just regular Brandy. So is the Nightmare Collective not a thing anymore? I hope so. I mean, I was actually wondering if she was what was going on. I was thinking that, too. Uh, and then she came out that last night, and she came out looking like Brandy, looking like Brandy, and um, yeah, I that just didn't that that role just didn't fit her. It just like she needs to be with Cody and be with them. Yeah. Um, not that she's like anything that can't do her own thing, but she adds value, and like I think she builds him up just as much as he builds her up, and I think that's what's awesome about the two of them. They were my favorite, like power couple when they were running through ROH and New Japan and all that. Like they just work well together besides uh, you know, being husband and wife, clearly. And like the two, like we both have met them multiple times over the last couple years. Like, is there any any they they're just like two of the nicest people ever. Like yeah, I know I, every people time don't I've, like every time people, I've met Cody and, and and Brandy, like he just sits there, and they both of them just sit there and just talk to you about random. There could be a line like sixty people long, but they're still gonna sit there and bullshit with you and talk to you about whatever and just make everybody wait. And that's what's fantastic. Like they're just like down to earth people, and they're awesome. You know the fact they go to Disneyland, you know Disney World. It's, it's awesome. No kids, they're fucking weirdos. We've established that already. 
Don't and I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that when that poll was posted, which we never got to, that most well, look where the poll the was posted. It the was majority of people, all the weirdos, hang the out. majority of people said that it wasn't weird at all. Yeah, people like Hoop. Hoop's a weirdo. Hoop wasn't the only one. I'm pretty sure Robert Custis was on there. I'm pretty sure that they were talking. You know, people were talking about the fact you get to go and not to pay for these kids and buy all this bullshit and you can enjoy yourselves. That's the point of it. You know what that's called? A fucking bar. You know what it's called? Living my best life. Hashtag. <laughs> I'm done with you. Uh, <laughs> what you were talking about, Cody and Brandy, you're, you're right. I've seen Cody say a couple times that when he was coming up, he wa- I. Ah, I can't think of the wrestler that he named, but it was one of the biggest wrestlers at the time when he was younger, like traveling with his dad. He said he watched this guy take time and talk to the fans. And the guy told him, like, the fans are why you're here. You always have to make time. So he makes a point to do that after shows. If he's in the main event segment, he'll hang out for like an hour and piss off the people that work in the building because he's going around taking pictures with people and shit like that. And that's accessibility. You can't get with everybody. Hell, I want to do the Becky Lynch meet and greet, but guess what? It fucking sold out within two minutes and now it's on StubHub for $500, but yet you could just buy a regular ticket and run into Cody after the show and go talk to him, get your picture for the price of admission. That's stuff you don't get everywhere. That that's what sets him apart from other wrestlers. But yeah, so great. So back to the MJF. Um, Do we really got to well, talk about him? Well, you brought it up, so I was I was just finishing it out. It's called closure. I wish it would be some with his ass. Go back to MLW, you little fuck. Isn't he still fucking champion over there? I don't know. I don't watch MLW. I'm about to start. The, uh, I wasn't saying that as a shot. I was just saying that I don't. But. I found out uh, last weekend. I mean, I'm sure this is common knowledge to wrestling fans. It's free on Fight TV, so I can go back and like catch up and start watching some of it. I also watch Warlow wrestle uh, Moose. Uh, some I was watching something on YouTube, and that was a match that came up, and I was like folding laundry, and I watched. It. Warlow is actually pretty good, so I'm excited to see that match with him and Cody next week. You you want to know what I see when I see Warlow? I see like a like a discount version of Roman Reigns. Like his facial expressions in that ring, where it's like like his forced brow and skull on his face. I'm like, is he is he trying to be Roman Reigns right now? Like, I thought I was thinking more like Mason Ryan. You remember Mason Ryan, a little knockoff Batista? Yeah, but I just felt like the look on his face was just like yeah. like the same when like Roman like perches his lips and like his eyebrows and I'm like, motherfucker ever try? So we got the Miz and Roman Reigns in AEW now. <laughs> The Dollar Tree version of them. <laughs> Dollar Tree, <laughs> fucking general dollar. Anyway, but you know we talk shit about AEW, but at the same time, I've enjoyed AEW past couple weeks. Um, what I do want to ask though is AEW continually beats the shit out of NXT and the ratings. But to me, and this is just me, clearly two hundred something thousand other people disagree with me because they're winning by almost a quarter million. I think NXT is the better show. I think they're more even than they are um, to where one of them would win by that big of a margin consistently. And also, a shot at Barry Frost and Pete, Charlotte didn't do shit for the ratings this week. But if you go back and look, when they promoted Becky Lynch showing up, I'm just saying. But you want to know what happens 
when somebody else is promoted for NXT and when they skyrocket, when we haven't seen her on NXT in a while. Who are you talking about? Because I got a little bit of coffee left. I can take a drink with this. Talking about Santana Garrett. And you're supposed to be out here this tonight um, in, in California. NXT Live or NXT is going to be out here tonight. Raw's out here tomorrow. Zach Ryder, though. Yep. Um. <laughs> so for the second time in in four months, NXT's out here, and she's nowhere around. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to NXT tonight. Might go to Raw tomorrow, but I I don't know yet. All right, let's uh let's power through the rest of this real quick. And get to these voicemails. SmackDown live on Fox. There's really only two things to talk about from SmackDown yeah, this week. SmackDown hasn't been that good, man. <clears throat> it really hasn't. Uh, the first thing we'll get to is Carmella becomes number one contender. The women main event uh, SmackDown, which was cool. It was Dana Brooke, Carmella, Naomi, and Alexa. Alexa Bliss. I was really expecting Alexa Bliss to win. Because um, I think Naomi, if Sasha's not back, I think Naomi's probably going to fight at WrestleMania for I but, mean, it's, uh, here's the thing though. The last time they were in Florida, she won her title back then too, and she was in the main. She was in the match there. Like it's just, it, I I love Naomi and would, wouldn't mind her being in the match, but it's like they just fucking keep rewriting itself. Come well, on. I, I'm gonna tell you why they couldn't have Naomi win this match because this match is taking place in Saudi Arabia. It's gonna be the first women's championship match. <laughs> they don't take kindly to women doing stuff over there, so that's just way too much. You're, you're asking them to accept, yeah. You're asking them to take a lot more than they're supposed to. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about like that's just way too much, you know, in one match. Naomi versus Bailey. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. I think we're on the same page. We're saying different things in the same thing. <laughs> they're not ready for all that. No, they're not. Um. So Carmella Bailey versus Carmella. <laughs> Carmella gets the win with them fresh ass J's on. And uh she will go over to Super Showdown and face Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It was a good match, though. I will give him that. Like Dana Brooks has been impressing me for a while. Ever since you like you can tell she's realigned herself and like been focused on different things. Uh, I think she's in better shape than she was. Um, you know, back when she was with Titus Worldwide, I think, Worldwide? and that's and that that's not just in like in gen. That's talking like wrestling shape also. Like I think she's looking like a better wrestler. She's a better performer. She's better on the mic than she was back then. Um, but yeah, Dana Brooke continually impresses me because it looks like she's actually putting more work in to get her to that next level. And I, I'm actually enjoying it a lot more than what she was doing before. Beforehand, it looked like somebody who had the 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 tools to be there. But wasn't necessarily utilizing them properly, and now it looks like she's taking full advantage of that. Uh, Goldberg was promoted to be on SmackDown all week long. Goldberg's returning. This motherfucker is via satellite in a at fucking Gas Monkey Garage outside of Dallas somewhere, <laughs> and they were on the other side of the country. He gets interrupted by the Fiend Bray Wyatt. These two are going to face each other at Super Showdown, and I'm about to piss off everybody listening. I think Goldberg's going to win. I'm going to tell you why. Goldberg's going to win the title. People are going to hate it. They're going to boo him every time he shows up. So when Roman Reigns beats him at WrestleMania, 
the crowd's going to pop because Goldberg's not going to have the belt. And Roman's finally going to get his standing ovation winning a title match at WrestleMania. Now, in my mind, I think that's what they're going to do to kind of Jedi mind trick everybody. But logically, I just see them doing it status quo. But if I were to do it, I would do it just the way I said. Let Goldberg win. Let the crowd shit on him. And let Roman beat him at WrestleMania. Because the Fiend doesn't need the title. He shouldn't have had the title to begin with. No, he doesn't need the title. And I, I'm, I'm fully on board with you on that because that's exactly my thought process on it too. As soon as I saw Goldberg was taking on um, The Fiend, I'm like, this is what's going to happen. They're going to give Goldberg the title. Uh, they're going to have Brock or Roman versus, versus Goldberg since we're not going to get Roman versus Brock. And it's going to be it's gonna be awesome. I think it's going to be great. And I think that we see Roman just embarrass and annihilate Brock or uh, Goldberg just as bad as Brock did. Is uh is Goldberg got like a girlfriend in Saudi Arabia or something? Because he's over there every fucking time they go. I don't know, man. He's got something. But you know what? I kind of saw this coming a couple weeks ago when Roman was on Twitter mentioning something and talking about like busting your head open, and yeah, like yeah. and then Goldberg responded back. See that that so. type of stuff right there. I love what you just said. The foreshadowing and the talking shit on Twitter mm-hmm. to kind of because everybody sees it and it doesn't. Nobody thinks. Oh, what is that about? But. Eventually, it's going to lead somewhere, and I think this has something to do with it. You're absolutely right with that. I forgot all about that. Um, So that's all SmackDown. Let's get to some news and rumors real quick, and then we'll close it out with the voicemails. Rumor has it Tenara Conti walked out of NXT uh, due to creative differences the other day. I I completely forgot about this, but when you brought up the, the ratings with her and Santana Garrett, it made me think of it. She hasn't been on TV for a while. It hasn't been confirmed, but... It's been reported by a couple different sites that she walked out the other day. Um, big deal? No big deal? I mean, she's never on TV, so does it really matter? I, no, I don't think so. I think they got enough women on the roster to cover to take over, and like she was a mainstay right. on there. And <clears throat> when I'm gonna put it this way: when you are not in the top, you know, ten percent of the roster. You really shouldn't be complaining about your your spot. Yeah, I mean it's the fucking revival. Like you know what, you're not even the best. You're not even the best tag team, not just in the in the company, but even on your brand. Fuck so quit bitching, quit bitching about what you're getting, and just take it. If you want to be on, t- you came to WWE to get paid. They're gonna pay you to do this until you get over. You're not over. Get over, and they'll do something different for you. Get over, and they'll give you some some creative that you might enjoy. But until then, you're not in the top performing. You're not in the main title picture. You, you're going to be lying in the way. You know, if that was the case, there's so many women on that roster could leave, but they haven't got their spot yet. Guess what? That's because they have people that are running the division, and that's who you need to be on the same par with, and you're not yet. I agree. Uh, rumor has it WWE is going to start selling their pay-per-view rights to a different company and change the structure of the WWE network. Um, what do you think? Fuck you, Vince. Mm. Right, like, cool. I get it. Business-wise, it's fucking brilliant. And they, I'm surprised they haven't done it before. Business-wise, you should have the network and still be doing pay-per-views. The, you know what? The one thing I will say, like, Ring of Honor, they do their Ring of Honor. They, they have their subscription. You can watch all their matches, all their past pay-per-views. You can watch their live events, everything. But you know what that they still do? They still charge for their pay per views. How many People subscribers still, does Ring of Honor have? I, I'm not. I I know. 
but probably not as nowhere near close to as what the WWE gets. I get that, but you know, people and people will buy the annual subscription to to Ring of Honor because they get the pay per views thrown in there with that. So they'll pay for the whole year up front to get those pay per views. But if they pay for it monthly, then they have to pay for pay-per-views every month, which is only like $35. But with WWE, if they're going to do it, that's great. But you can't be fucking charging $60 a month for your pay-per-views when you have fucking 15 pay-per-views a year. At that point, you're not only going to lose a lot of viewership. They're looking at, oh, our pay-per-view buys going to be out the roof. You want to know what's going to happen? Your pay-per-views our buys are going down just fucking shitter because people aren't going to be buying it. People are going to be pirating it and watching other places, and you're really going to piss off your fan base and really not going to get anything. And people are going to, and because of that, not only are they not going to get the pay per view buys, but their subscriptions are going to go down also. I would just raise it to 20 bucks. Like, if that's what you want to do, I'd still pay $20 a month for it. Fuck yeah. I, uh, I watch a lot, I watch the network a lot, and before the network thing started, the only two pay-per-views I would pay for were Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Same and when people people would come to my house, we'd all chip in for it. It's roughly the cost of the yearly WWE network, about the same. So, you know, raise the price a little bit if you want money. But I think this is a bad idea. Um, I love the network. Like, I watch all the pay-per-views, but I love all the other shit that they have on there. So I'm probably one of the idiots that will keep the network if that were to it's happen. It's 10 bucks a month, so I know yeah. I would as well. But like you said, I won't be paying for pay-per-views because I'll be on all the websites that everybody else has. And Which I'm I not going to mention those in this moment because I don't want those bitches getting shut down. Right. If I have to watch it the next day and just stay off social media, then that's what it'll be. Um, so, yeah, that's a bad idea. The biggest rumor of the week, Marty. I, 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 was, I, I know I know, I know. Chris Rucker. Kind of like a little girl right now. I was Go sitting ahead. on my couch. Don't ugly cry on me, though. And I yelled. And my wife comes running in here, and she sees me smiling while I'm reading my phone. And she says, is Sting coming back? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. You yelled, or did you scream at the highest vocal point? Well, I'm going to make it manly and say I yelled. <laughs> Rumor has it Sting's cleared to return, and him and Undertaker at WrestleMania 36, where we will be in Tampa, Florida. We don't deal too much in rumors and spoilers, but I couldn't avoid this one because people were tagging me in it. I got a couple of DMs on Facebook from people in our wrestling group. And I'm just going to say it. The match is going to be trash. And I don't give a fuck. I want to see it. That's all I got to say about it. Make it happen, Vince. Cut the check. I, I want to see it too. And I, I, I'm a WWF guy. I know you're a WCW guy, so at that point, when it comes to two of them, I'd rather have Taker get the win. Then the whole time, when it was like, oh, it's Sting or Taker, you know, Goldberg or Austin, it was like, fuck Goldberg, fuck Sting, give me Taker, give me Austin. Um, but what it comes down to, if we see this match happen, um, I'm actually going to be in the corner for Sting to win this match. Oh, wow. You're taking Sting over The Undertaker. I like it. Um, let's go ahead and close the show out with the voicemail segment. Okay, so you yeah. mentioned we had three calls, and you told everyone to try to keep it within a minute. Does that mean that all three calls are Joe's long-ass message? <laughs> no. And I don't always say that because some bitch has been throwing some fucking shade out there. And I don't know what your problem is, but if you want to come on Boots to Debate one day, just fucking say you want to come on, bro. I'll bring your ass on, and you, as long as you stay within the time constraints, I have no problem listening to you banter. Just saying. 
Well, this first voicemail is 48 seconds long, and we will react to it how we see fit. Mr. Rocker. Miss, Mr. Beer Master. This is Joe from Wisconsin. I wanted to see what your thoughts were about the recently released injuries to Tommaso Chapa and Amron Cole and how that might affect the NXT main event coming up in Portland. Um, and also this ongoing feud that is going on between Kenny Omega and your least favorite person in the whole wide world, Chip Cornette. That it seems to me that it's taking a whole new turn on Twitter. Just wanted to know your thoughts for um, both of you guys. Um, keep up the good work and keep up the content. So, first part of that question, I have no clue about an injury to Champa or Adam Cole. Um, I haven't seen anything unless it's just like minor tweaks or something like that. But as far as I know, the main event's still on. So, I didn't know about this either, so I just pulled it up really quick. It looks like Champa's got a ankle injury and Cole has a couple staples in his head. Oh, they'll, they'll be fine. Those are, next yeah, week. those I don't think that, that that's not going to affect anything between the two of them. Either way, we're still going to get a solid match out of both of them. Right. And as far as Cornet and Omega go, like I don't give a shit about either one of them, so I really don't pay attention to them. Uh, I do know that they don't like each other and they've been talking shit back and forth, but I really haven't paid any attention to. So I apologize that I have no info on that, but yeah, I don't have anything. I didn't even know there was anything going on between the two of yeah. them, so I didn't, had no idea. All right, this next one is 47 seconds long. So you're they're under a minute, Marty. This is Joe again. Sorry, guys. I just thought of this because I've seen an article on the Internet that was running around about Brock Lesnar would like to do some more segments with R-True in the future. Um, he has very high praise about the segment that they had on Monday Night Raw, and he would like to do more work with him. So, in your own mind, uh, fantasy booking, what if the WWE decided that Brock Lesnar should be conquered by R-Truth? That would be the ultimate thing that will make everybody go nuts. I'd like to hear your thoughts about it. So, we know, I don't know if you know this or not, Marty, but it has been speculated that I think R-Truth came out and said it himself that Brock's been pitching stuff for them to work together again. Why would he not? R-Truth is the man. Like, who wouldn't want to work with R-Truth? Um, and as far as R-Truth being the one to take the title off of Lesnar, I believe a few months back, we talked or a few weeks back, we talked about Truth winning money in the bank and cashing in and getting like a one or two month run with the title after beating <clears throat> Lesnar. So, I'm all for it, Joe. Yeah, uh, I mean, we talked about, and I'm looking at it right now, our truth is a 34-time WWE 24-7 champion. That means he's <laughs> twice as good as Rick Flair. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Um, no, we talked about it, and it was actually on our first episode on uh, Full Press where we talked about our um, truth getting that run and i think it's fantastic i think it's a great idea brock is smart if you want to be in the ring with our truth because the amount of exposure and positivity that comes out of that segment is gonna be fantastic and i mean we, we were talking about brock and the fact that you can tell he couldn't contain himself that's that's awesome you know it gives more personality to brock lesnar 
And I think that's one thing that he misses. He doesn't have a personality at all, whether he's on the mic or in the ring. He just Brock is Brock, and that's the way it goes. But no, you do this, you give Truth the top the opportunity to have a title run. At that point, like he can, if he wanted to, he could retire. But he's not going to because he's going to be around for the next fifteen years. But it's yeah, that that I'm fully on board for that. Great call, Joe. Last one. All right, guys. So I just followed you guys on Twitter. Uh, follow me back, Sergeant Pharrell, Fourth ID. Uh, my question is: This Orange Cassidy kid. I get that wrestling is changing and shit is different uh, from when we all grew up, eighties, nineties. But this shit is so crazy. Like, there's no effort put into his matches. It's all shtick. I'm not resistant to change, but where do you think this heads out for the next couple of years with this kid? Peace. What was that guy's name? Because I'm about to follow his ass right now. Because, (laughs) sir, you and me are on the same fucking page. Fuck Orange Cassidy. I know everyone. I know he's over, but he's over because he's a because he's oh, he's everything that's wrong with wrestling right now. Um, it's ridiculous. I, the other day when when uh, when Chucky e. T and which I know they call him Chuck Taylor now. Chucky e. T is such a better name than Chuck Taylor. Chuck e. T and, and uh, Trent were, were wrestling. What the Young Bucks? Was it the Young? No, it wasn't Young Bucks. I forgot Dark order, wouldn't it? Dark, no, what was it? I don't think it was. Oh, it might have been. I don't know. But then he, their match, they're having a, a good match, and then you just see Orange Cassidy standing in front of the ring. I get that people get a pop for him, but it's annoying as fuck. And the only people are giving a pop for him because it's the cool thing to do. That's why he's there. He's the cool thing to cheer for. It's bullshit. It's ridiculous. It's it's stupid. It's annoying. It's not this new era. It's fucking stupid. It has nothing to do with with the new time of wrestling. Um, the lackadaisical effort he puts in, I totally see. Yes, he can jump over the ropes with his hands in his pockets. Who the fuck cares? That's how someone gets injured. That's how you snap your fucking neck. You're lucky that people around there know what they're doing to catch your ass. You know, your little shin kicks? Get the fuck out of here with that. Fuck. Mm. You, sir, thank you for that call. Fuck Orange Cassidy. I like him. <laughs> like I've completely done a 180 on this because I was I was just like you like a month ago, but it's just growing on me. Like I I laugh every ever since that time where they busted through the bathroom door and he was just standing there looking at him crazy. Like I've been on board. I don't know if he can wrestle or not. I hear he can. I've never seen him wrestle, but I think his segments are fantastic. It's good comic relief. I mean, we just talked about our truth. There's no difference. Yes, it's the is. same thing. No, there is absolute difference. Our truth is hilarious. So is Orange Cassidy. No, he's not. <laughs> I think he is. So. He hasn't said a fucking word. How's he hilarious? Exactly. That's not funny. Sting didn't talk for a year and a half. It's different, I'm his though. Biggest fan. Sting wasn't hilarious, though. Sting he was did mysterious. Some funny stuff during that. Sting was mysterious, not hilarious. Well, I disagree. I like Orange Cassidy. Uh, Marty, we are eight weeks away from WrestleMania. Drunk in Tampa, here we come. 56 days till your boys at Boots to the Face take over Tampa. Not take over Tampa, but, you know, we'll be there. And we'll be drunk. And we'll be at WrestleMania. And we hope to see you there. 
this has been episode 71. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate the voicemails. We gave the number out earlier. I'm sure you will see it again. If you want to be a part of the show, call in. Keep it under a minute. We'll react to it, hopefully a little bit better than we did about the news that Joe gave us that we had never heard of. But, uh, yeah, Marty, you got any parting words? I don't, man. It's it's uh, going to be a long week. Got some good wrestling. Leads into te- NXT Portland. Enjoy the wrestling this week. So for Marty Vasquez, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been Boot to the Face, episode 71. Peace. Later.